We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name, name your, name your price, ah. A tool, an idea, an inspiration to do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no, but to see the options that could fit your budget. Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Long time no talk to. I know it feels like forever. Yeah, I'm sure people just think we shut the whole thing down. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. We took a little break uh, thanks to some international play. MLS took a little break, so did uh, the rest of the world, <laughs> since MLS tends not to uh, break for international breaks. But I am joined tonight by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to discuss the final two weeks of major league soccer actually we're probably just going to discuss this weekend but we'll touch on the last two uh gentlemen we've got kind of a very broken up slate this weekend two games friday three games saturday four games sunday i'm not sure we've seen one like that this entire season but uh that's what happens when you get to the end um we're going to kick off right away seven o'clock eastern on friday new york city fc traveling to orlando um, Frank Lampard and David Villa have both said they are not going to go out on loan, which after the debacle from last year with Lampard is probably a good idea. 
But we've got a number of uh, key players missing, or at least one very key player. Kaká is suspended um, from, uh, I believe, was it yellow card accumulation, or did he pick up two in the last one, which felt like a month ago? Yeah, I think it was accumulation. Accumulation, right, yeah. He and Breck Shea, who uh, just played for the U.S. team um, against Costa Rica the other night, they're both out, um, which is obviously... Not good for a team that is um, four points on the bottom of the red line. So, how do you attack this game with the you know one huge player missing? Skyler, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I think um, you got to look for some of the value plays. I think Orlando's already come out and said Lewis Neal is going to be the guy in Kaká's place. He's forty four hundred on DraftKings, mm. so. Certainly worth a look. I mean, he's not, uh, hasn't really done much when given the chance, but he's anybody who's uh, followed the league for a couple of years knows he's a skillful player. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has a big game um, before the end of the season. This is his chance now with Kakagon. Um, and then I like some of their defensive options too. If uh, with Breck Shea out, and I think Rafael Ramos is still recovering from a concussion. So that's going to put the, um, responsibility on probably uh, Corey Ash, I think, just came back from injury, and Luke Bowden. So Ash is, let me see what his price tag is. He's usually, yeah, he's 3700 3, um, On DraftKings, he's 3700 That's correct. Yes, on DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll look at those defensive options on a short slate, and then up top, Carlos Rivas is still a guy that I look to um, especially in cash lineups. He's so consistent. Even if he's not scoring or assisting, he's getting all the other stats. So those are probably the, the guys I'm looking at from this slate. So you're not even focusing on the New York guys? Well, uh, Orlando, those are the guys I'm looking at. New York guys. New York's been eliminated from the playoffs. Or from yeah, contention. So New they're York finally going to do well. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I kind of wonder, you know, like uh... – let Poku break break out finally. Yeah. Or have another one. Well, Lampard, Via, and um, Pirlo have no idea what the playoffs are, so they don't – they're just happy to <laughs> – you know, they, they just think mid-table and that's it. But uh, they have yeah. been eliminated. Orlando has an outside shot to catch Montreal, but it's – I mean, they have to win. So you'd think, you know, they're they're going to be all out. So I kind of like the idea that attacking-wise you could, you could target them. Yeah, I'm – I don't know. New York City's a tough one for me to call, especially at Orlando. I'm just kind of on the fence about playing any of their guys. I mean, Orlando's hanging on by a thread, but it's the first game of the night, so they have nothing to lose. They're going to go all out. I, I think Orlando gets a job done here. What I are think, you thinking, J.D.? I think Lampard and Poku are really great values for 6400 and 5600 respectively. I mean, Lampard hasn't had a, a game in the last four that he didn't get a goal or assist. He's putting some shots uh, towards the goal, not necessarily on the goal <laughs> all the time. But, yeah, I think Lampard's finally kind of rounding into form just as the season comes to a close, of course. And um, I think NYCFCs are going to want to end the year on a, on a high note. Um, so I don't think this is a gimme for Orlando, but I do love Carlos Rivas this week. He's just 5500 and that's a, a great price. Stack him with Laren, too. That could be a pretty pretty big-time uh, stack there. It it could, but neither of them are assist guys, so I wonder if it's... Um, I was thinking about that earlier, like if, if it's a stackable uh, option or not. I, I don't know who is a who you could stack that's going to like really pull the strings without Kaká, um, right. unless you really put some faith in Lewis Neal. <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch, but that price tag is is what draws me in. Well, the yeah, other and, says you don't have a ton of forward options to choose from. You know, if you take the two of them, you have your flex spot if you want to pay up with it's a cent. You know, if you're staying away from New York City, then you're left with Wando and Dom Dwyer from the other game. So it's not like you're you know, blocking yourself from a number of different forwards by by taking Rivas and Laren. Right. right. Yeah, I like to use Rivas in that flex spot a lot, so that'll open up that other forward slot, and that's where maybe uh, 
Namath or, or Wando or Ameriqua even in the other game will, will fit in. Wow, no, no love for Dwyer, I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dwyer too, if I can squeeze him. He's usually, well, I guess Wando's probably higher than he more. is. Yeah. Yeah. How about one last thing in this game? Angelino really hasn't been a very good fantasy play lately, and it's impossible to predict if he's going to come off in like the 60th minute or if if he's going to get pushed uh, up the field, back to defense. He plays as a forward. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I would be surprised. He's, he's a huge toss-up, and really he hasn't been uh, doing all that much. I think he's grabbed a couple assists lately, but he hasn't really jumped off the off the pitch, um, making me think he's a guy I need to play. Certainly um, and, not, not like he was earlier in the year. Right, and it is only a two-game slate, so I mean, he's definitely in play, but uh, if it was a big slate, I'd probably look right past him. Yeah, I might see where he lines up uh, once the starting lineups are released since... Maybe if he's playing higher up the field, then may throw him out there. There was talk yeah, that, that Man City was thinking about pulling him back because they were they're dealing with some injuries in the back. But it's a much different, much different beast playing uh, in the Premier League than <laughs> MLS. That would at this be point. interesting. Yeah. So Going from um, Orlando City to playing against Stoke City. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, um, he'd be going up from a team that gave up a ton of goals in MLS to uh, a team that's expected to give up very few in the Premier League. Yeah. So, <laughs> good luck. Good luck, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Skyler, you do you prefer Wando over Dwyer in this slate? They're in, they're obviously both in the second game, which is eleven o'clock Eastern, which you know we fully expect both of them to start. But the the slate obviously starts way before their lineup is announced. Yeah, I do. I think uh, mainly just because of the playoff implications. I think San Jose's on the bubble right now. They're just under that red line, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, they're eliminated if if they uh, if they lose, I believe. Yeah, and I think Sporting's um, just ahead of them, and they've got an, a game in hand too. So, you know, this time of year, it's almost like I'm I'm uh, trying to ride the guys that are really that have a little bit more to play for so wando fits the bill for me i mean dwyer is definitely still in play on a two-game slate it's like we saw last night with uh fernando id scoring on the road at salt lake Mm. um i had a lot more exposure to the home home guys like uh plata and uh, martinez for salt salt lake Uh, but it was id that ended up scoring the goal so as we've seen over the past few weeks, anything can happen, but I tend to lean more towards um, teams with a little bit more at stake, so that's kind of how I'm playing this one out. Yeah, but this is Dwyer's first game since getting married. <laughs> uh, I wonder what the uh, if there's an actual stat on that, like how, what kind of performance a pro athlete has had in their first game since being married. I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I do prefer know. Wando as well, though. I think uh, he's really going to carry his team into the playoffs, hopefully. Um, it wouldn't be nearly as fun without San Jose in the playoffs. So I, I do like him at home. However, I think Dwyer's a, a good option as well. And if you wait if you wait, um, how much you think they're going to be owned, Dwyer could possibly be the better play because I can see Wando being twice as highly owned for not definitely not twice as high of potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought seems. We, sorry, go ahead, Skyler. I was just gonna add in. It seems like this is the type of game that Wando really thrives in. So, I I wouldn't be surprised if he goes off for a hat trick, like the Belgium game. <laughs> oh come on! Uh, um, yeah. I I was noticing that uh, David Villa, who we've pretty much ignored at twelve five. Um, That's absurd. Twelve five is the he's the highest priced. Kaká is next to ten five. He's not playing. Benny Fellhaber is next at nine five, so David Villa is a full three thousand more than the next highest priced player. However, not a single goalkeeper hits five thousand. So who's the goalie that provides the most points in this two game slate? I'm looking at Tally Hall mm-hmm. or Bingham. I'm of course sticking with the the homekeepers. So that's my uh, those are my guys. You feel the same, JD? Uh, Tim Melia is super appealing at thirty eight hundred, but I yeah. 
Yeah, I also think I'm looking to the home keepers, and I really do think it's going to be uh, – this is tough. I think it's going to be Bingham in some of my lineups, but I'm going to split it up fairly evenly because I'm not going to pretend that I am um, a, a genius here at picking which of these keepers is going to do well. <laughs> I think it's it's pretty much a toss-up, and I, I know when to admit when I can't predict something. So I'll I'll spread my exposure to the keepers. Okay. Um, all right. So if there are two players that you could build the lineups around, who would it be of this slate? Like if you started uh, from the most expensive, who are the two that you're targeting? I'm probably targeting, for me, I'm probably going with Wando and Rivas. Over Laren. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I, there, I'm sure I'll be able to squeeze some lineups in with Wando, uh, Laren and Rivas, mm -hmm. but if I'm building a lineup around any any just two players, then it's probably gonna be those guys. Okay. Ah, uh, this is tough. I I'm tempted to go for the same two answers, but let me throw in uh somebody else. I think if Poku plays, I would I would build a lot of lineups around him. He's coming back from the the Ghana national team, yep. Yep. um, which has to be extremely exciting since he could hardly break into the NYCFC team Crazy. early this season, <laughs> and he was playing in the third division of American soccer last yeah. year. So, I mean, that has to give him a little bit of boost, and he'll want to finish the season strong. Uh, that's a great value in the midfield. So if I see he's starting, he's definitely going to be there, and that'll let you get two of those top forwards in. Um, and one final thought. I think this is kind of a, a game that Quincy Ameriquois could really play well in. Mm. He has the speed to to beat the Kansas City center backs. I think they're going to be without Kevin Ellis, uh, perhaps. Yes, um, there will be. Yeah, so that's something I'm kind of looking at. Is it is it a Wando type of game, which it usually is, or is Ameriquois kind of a good pivot? It's a good shout. And yeah. uh, the guy who's pulling the strings for him, MPG, Matias Perez-Garcia. 7300 that's a very nice price for a creative midfielder like him. So he'll be back after that stupid red card when he scored the game oh, winner God. and ripped I'm... off his jersey. It feels like that happened a month ago, and it's still... It might have been a month ago, actually. <laughs> it's still even dumber every time I think about it. Incredible. Like, look yeah. where they are in the standings, and he, like, their best midfielder had to miss a game for pulling his shirt off. Yeah, I'm going to uh, throw that one out the window and just try to... Try to remember the good part of, of the goal. Yeah. So neither of you want to pay 9500 for Benny Failhaber? Nope. Uh, it's tough. He's he's not the Benny he was the first half of the season, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the U.S. playing poorly, uh, and maybe finally there might be like an opening for him because Klinsman might have to suck up his pride and start rotating some of these guys that aren't performing out. So maybe Phil Haber gets a little extra juice from that, but I, I'm not going to rely on anything like that to, to play him. I'll say this, though. I had the same thought about Mauro Diaz last night, and that didn't do me very well. <laughs> he scored, didn't he? No, I mean, I did, didn't want to play him because oh, I, oh, I thought he was too expensive relative gotcha. to, to his production. Gotcha. I mean, he's looked okay, but... I was thinking, actually, this is a tangent, but Mauro Diaz is basically the Odell Beckham of uh, the MLS. <laughs> he just can take, like, months off whenever he wants and then come in and dominate. And dominate, yeah. Yeah, that Giovinco goal was, was oh sick last night, but anybody who hasn't seen Diaz's goal, go check it out. His goal was, was close to just as impressive, I'd say. A lot of Mauro Diaz's goals are uh, on the level, almost, of Giovinco's. Mauro yeah, Diaz nice. is, a, is a human highlight reel, but sometimes he just fades from the game for weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's Literally on his game <laughs> right now, though, so hopefully uh, for Dallas' sake, he keeps it up. Yep. All right, that's the Friday slate. Moving on to Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Columbus at Toronto. Speaking of stupid red cards, Josie Altador <laughs> sent off for making some sort of comment from the bench. It has been a long time since I've seen somebody kicked out of a game, not even on the field. That wasn't a coach. That was Yeah, exactly. That wasn't a coach. Um, I have not seen anything about what he said. Did you guys happen to see anything? 
I saw a few speculative tweets here and there, probably about what you would expect yeah. um, to see. Fair enough. I'm so over Josie. <laughs> I was. I, could, I thought it was Giovinco at first. I so was, did the announcers did I too. Pretty, uh, pretty nervous because I have him on my season long team. So I was actually relieved to see that it was Josie. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset if we never heard about Josie out the door again. <laughs> the uh, I I. I was uh, following on Twitter and I saw that he got tossed and a few minutes later somebody had a already had the highlight up which was great with the announcers that when they they thought it was Jovinko as well and they were like that is a huge loss for <laughs> Toronto like that that is awful that I don't know how they're going to fill that and then there was like this little pause and they were like it appears to be Josie Altador um, and I think they even that's panned not quite Jovinko. As, yeah, they were like, that's actually not as bad. That uh, Okay, <laughs> at least it wasn't Jovinko. Okay, moving on. Yeah. And it was like there was just no concern that Josie was going to miss time now because of this red card. No yeah. Baby. When's the last time that we had fun watching Josie Altador play soccer? Uh, I, I will tell you exactly when. It was a goal that he scored against... Uh, who were they playing? It was some international match where... It was like one of the first things I ever vined, I remember. But it was like some 40-yard pass from somebody, and he volleyed it lefty right into the... Were they playing... Who did they play up north? I vaguely Iceland, remember maybe? this. Or Norway? They were you playing somebody right. like that. and. Uh, okay, was... so Vine came out, what, like three years yeah. ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, fairness, I didn't join Vine until relatively... If it was three years ago, then before that. But anyway... <laughs> it's been a long time. Josie will not play in this game. Toronto has already clinched their playoff spot. Columbus will clinch with a win. Um, does Columbus win this match, JD? Um, no. I okay. don't think so. Okay. I actually think they get in with a no. They do get in with a draw as well. Um, actually, they may already be in. I. I as I'm like half reading all of these things. Columbus is in if Orlando does not win on Friday. So I guess they theoretically could already be in at the time. Yeah, they're they're pretty much in um at this point it's just jockeying for position. Mm -hmm. But I think I think they're in. I I actually think they win. I think this is going to be a Kai Kamara showcase. I think Kai's Kai's probably going to be in almost all my lineups. Wow. So yeah. that means that Jovinko isn't. That's right. <laughs> That's a 14,400 Jovinko. We got to find the values to get them both in. This is going to be a goal fest, fellas. I think that's I the mean, highest price I've seen all year of any player, by the way, 14-4. Well, here's the the main storyline, and this is a very important one in this game, is that Jovinko and Kamara are tied for yeah, the lead leading goals. Yep. So Jovinko is tied for assists, too, with Maidana. Yeah, to me, this comes down to... Which of these two guys is really going to be hungry to win the goal-scoring title? And the answer is both. But if I have to put my money on one, Jovinka is going to be unstoppable. I mean, first of all, the Columbus defense uh, <laughs> is per makes everybody look unstoppable. Toronto's defense actually hasn't been that poor lately. So if I have to pick one, I'm throwing all my money onto Jovinko. I like Kamara a lot, but... It just feels like this is going to be an explosion of DraftKings points. There was an yeah, article I be read fun. before, or der yeah, before the last game week, or the last time Toronto played, other than yesterday on Wednesday, and somebody tried to convince me that fourteen thousand may be too much for Javinko. and that same person just told me that at fourteen four, he's still willing to build his lineups around him. <laughs> It, it took me a while to realize who you were talking about. <laughs> hey, to be fair, uh, never mind. 14000 was possibly too high for Jovinko and $400 more, and now you're building all of your lineups around him. <laughs> well, let's think of it this way. If you want to <laughs> win a DraftKings tournament or even cash, a lot of weeks you need to be at, what, 100 points? Uh, so, that helps, yeah. So you want to double for every $1,000 your person costs. You want to kind of double that in points. Mm -hmm. So $14,000 should be getting you 28 points. Javinka got 26. Mm -hmm. So we underperformed. He's slumping. 
I just don't <laughs> think I just don't think fourteen thousand dollars, twenty six points. That's not that great. Yeah. No, you're you're right. Just got to get them both. Oh, Find gosh. a way to get both Kai and Giovinco, and you'll you'll cash. I you'd have you literally have nobody left. It would be those <laughs> two and and seven two thousand dollars players. Well, if Hercules Gomez plays, nope. uh, getting back on track here, that's thirty five hundred dollars. Mm. Very nice midfield value. However, I'm probably not going to try to use him because I I think there's going to be way too many people buying into Hercules Gomez after his goal yesterday. Yeah, and he he's over the hill. I like him a lot, but. Uh, definitely not somebody that I think is is a plus value play. Yeah, going back to, to both of them? Josie being out though, then he might be he might come back into play. Right. You don't think it'll be Luke Moore or? Uh, it could be Luke yeah. Moore would be awesome at thirty two hundred. Yeah. I thought he was going to play last night. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Was he even on the bench? I, I'm not sure if I saw him, but I was looking for him. Uh, well, we certainly got enough uh, yeah, he was action on the, bench. on the bench. Yeah, he was on the bench. Okay. Not that I would necessarily even know what he looked like if I uh, <laughs> if I saw him on the bench. I mean, I was looking for his name on Twitter and stuff. Right. <laughs> you could just check rotowire.com slash soccer slash MLS lineups. There's the plug right there. There you go. For all of your bench questions, you can yes. find them there. Um. So do you think the person who wins the Saturday GPP has Javinko and Kamara? Uh, <laughs> Could you get 80 points from the two of them and then find your 26 points elsewhere? Uh, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely going to have some lineups with both of those, those guys in there, though, because Kai and the crew have pretty much already come out and said, like, we're going to do anything we can to get the golden boot and... You know Giovinco, the baller that he is, he's going to do everything he can do to get the golden boot. 26,000 I mean, for those two players. 26,000 of 50. Yeah, it's half your, <laughs> over half your lineup, or half your salary. Yeah. And there's no cheap defenses on this slate. Nope. Like, some of the other defender prices have gone down, like, all over the board, mm-hmm. but not for any of these teams, I don't think. Nope. We're going to be pulling for Chris Clutie to start again. Yep. 2600. <laughs> That's right. Okay, well, if Chris Clutie starts, then fire up all the Javinkos. <laughs> I I don't know. This this is a really tough slate because you really I almost think that the GPP winner is going to pick the right fullback out of Tierney, Awful, uh Ayongo, um maybe even Abdulli Mansali. He's a cheap one if he gets in, but I mean, Chris Tierney, if you look at his, we're getting a game ahead of ourselves now, but well, Chris yeah, Tierney's well, had, had double-digit output in nine of ten games. That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's paying off that, uh, what, 7000 price tag? That might Which be is insane. Expensive. That's an but, insane defender price. Right. But, but it's I like mean, if you can guarantee double digits at that slot, then it's almost golden. Yeah, I think the, the GPP winner is going to have whoever scores from RSL, which is impossible to predict. Yep. <laughs> um, and they'll have uh, probably Javinko. I don't know that you need Kai. I'd love to have him, but it, everybody's going to have Javinko and Kai, and then they're going to have all the same low price players. Yeah, but Kai saves you that 3000 Right, could no, be, I agree. I don't know, I'm feeling... I, I, just, I don't know. I'm feeling Kai is going to be uh, goal for goal with Giovinco. So that Just, extra 3000 My, I'm looking at the midfielders, though, and you can't tell me that one of these midfielders that's highly priced isn't going to have a 30-point game. Between Lee Wynn, Javi Morales, Ignacio Piotti, Michael Bradley, Ethan Finley, Michael Berrios, who's been on fire. Where's Higuain? Uh, well, I, I heard he was a little not. <laughs> Oh, he had a little okay. bit of a knock and might not even play, um, but I, I'm guessing he will. I don't know. I don't like his price as much this week, but if yeah, he doesn't, he... then there's Kai stepping in for PKs too. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else takes PKs? Javinko. Javinko, yeah. And yeah. free kicks. I was gonna say he scores off free kicks too. Just... Free... No, you're right. Yeah, there's some good midfielders on this slate too. Javinko has a better. Uh, percentage of scoring on free kicks than your boy big red does on penalties <laughs> uh well let's talk we've kind of touched on this whole slate 
um, it's a very weird one because we were saying that first game is two Eastern. The next one is Mon uh, New England at Montreal, seven thirty, and then RSL at Dallas, nine thirty. So, how about we haven't even talked about Didier Drogba? I was just about to say Drogba's in this game also. Um, he might be in the game. We'll uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, on the turf again, so he. Uh, I think they sat him out last game. They played on turf, and, or at least brought him on what mid midway through or something. But they haven't locked up a playoff spot yet. Well, well, they might have though. If Orlando loses or draws New York City FC on Friday, Montreal right. keeps their spot above the red line. Yeah, so they'll point. know what they have to play for. If they're already right. in, then that probably go ahead and cancel rule out Drogba. They're not going to risk them if they're already in the playoffs. So then That's why is point. Toronto risking Javinko? Golden boot. Oh, okay. Plus he's indestructible. MVP. Yeah, the guy just flew from That is Rome insane to me. That he 10 hours that. and scored a goal. Unbelievable. Of course, my, uh, my eight-year-old is trying to say he should get extra bonus points, extra fantasy points for the international flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he scored at eight o'clock p.m. here, but it was really four o'clock in the morning for right. Something like Did that. you tell your eight-year-old that he doesn't need extra fantasy points because he already scores more than everybody <laughs> else? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. I, I don't know. Can we can we agree to not play Dominic Adoro though if Drogba sits? <laughs> sure. Did he score last game? It doesn't matter. Look, his upside is one goal, one shot. Like that's his pretty much his ceiling. Yeah, I'm probably not playing him on this slate. I've rolled him out, I guess, a couple of times when Drogba's not playing. But a fair uh, price for him would be like six thousand tops. Yeah, I'd probably even opt for a guy like uh, David Teixeira, who's he's sixty three hundred, even though he's on the road. Well, I guess so is uh, Oduro, but yeah, it's that price is way blown up for Oduro. Yeah, I think New England's gonna win this one handily. By the way, well, yeah. So if that's the case, is there a reason not to maybe fade Javinko and Kamara and go Lee Win and Charlie Davies, and then you obviously Who? have you obviously have more money for the rest of your spots as opposed to having to punt everywhere else did you yeah. say Ch charlie davies yeah <laughs> it might be uh one augie Dillon instead of well, that's davies. true yeah charlie davies does have a goal in nine games and half of those he doesn't even have a shot so you're saying he's a differential <laughs> yeah he's, <laughs> he's differential an, off the bench yeah an eighty four hundred dollar differential oh man yeah augie Dillon is only six thousand he's a guy yeah. that had my eye on when the slate came out just because He's so cheap, and he scored his his last game out. Yep. He's probably gonna get the nod again. So, um, he's a guy that'll definitely. I mean, even if you're, he might you might be able to squeeze him in with Kai and, and uh, Giovinco. Giovinco. You can find your like Herc Gomez's and then three thousand dollar defenders. Yeah, this New England team is really tough for me in daily fantasy all the time because I feel like Fagundes is a little bit overpriced at seventy three hundred. Win is like br almost breaking. 10,000, which is a lot, although he's worth it sometimes, but it, it's tough to pay that when you can get these huge forwards we're talking about. So one guy that kind of caught my eye, and this is a complete shot in the dark, but Jermaine Jones turned it on last year a little bit before this time, and he was playing really well. He looked threatening offensively. He's only 3,400. Um, I don't know how he's going to play coming off that disappointing international break, but I mean, this, this is crunch time for new England. They need to round into form. And I, I think Jermaine Jones could, uh, could have a good match here. It's a solid price tag. Yeah. I don't realize he, I mean, I, I guess I didn't know he's that cheap, but just on a three game slate like this and yeah, you got to consider him. So do you yeah, think, sorry, go ahead. But... Do you think the player, the guy who wins the GPP, pays up in midfield, or does he go high on the forward spots? Like, is it Javinko and you know Drogba if he plays, or is it uh, Kamara and Fabian Castillo, or is it one of those guys and Mauro Diaz or Piotti or? 
I think the the GPP winning lineup is probably going to be one one high priced uh, mid, one high priced forward. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of value forwards in the six thousand dollar range, mm-hmm. and if you pick two of those right, you're good to go. Yeah, with either Kamara or Javinko. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think at least one of those two will be in the the winning lineup. Um, yeah, there's some there's a lot of good plays on this slate. I mean, even the like the Lee Win and the uh, let's see, like the Mario Diaz. I could see him having another good game just because of where Dallas is with being so close to get, having the uh, supporter shield within reach. So, yeah. and Salt Lake, they could be eliminated um, depending on what happens Friday night. So Salt Lake could have nothing left to play for. Deflated. They just played midweek. I guess Dallas did too, but Dallas has a lot more to play for. So. Ah, it's a tough call, but yeah, I could see like a Giovinco Diaz or Camaro Diaz, Camaro Diaz uh, lineup doing some and damage. And how about? Yeah, I mean, Fabian Castillo is really going under the radar at ninety two hundred. Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. So this is a a very strange slate. Um, maybe Jao Plata is someone I'm definitely fading. He hasn't been very good lately at all in terms of fantasy production. Uh, yeah. And if he's sixty nine hundred, and you want to play someone from RSL, I mean, Burrito's only sixty one hundred, and Sebastian Jaime's only fifty five hundred. So I don't see much upside to playing Plata against a a good Dallas defense. And David Teixeira, like Skyler uh, mentioned earlier, he's been great lately, firing off a lot of shots. Um, he's kind of looked like their best forward, to be honest. So. I'd rather have him for $600 less than Plata. Yeah, and Plata pulled up lame last night too, so he might not even go. I didn't even know that. That's a good call. Yeah, he was in a good chunk of my lineups last night, so definitely uh, was keeping up with that game, and I think he went out not too long after the second half started, so that was a little bit of a bust of a play for me. Um, But yeah, anybody listening that's considering him, like JD said, don't go with Plata. How about this is a little some amateur hour advice from me right now, but I I kind of always like to look at look at different things to do with my lineups. And tomorrow or not tomorrow Saturday could definitely be um, an opportunity to play the two cheapest possible defenders available, even if they're not starting. Like I'm I'm looking at Mark Bloom at two thousand dollars here and realizing how much that opens up for my forward and midfield. <laughs> and it's it's enticing. I'm probably going to throw a couple lineups into the tournament that are just completely punting defense. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, some of the lineups that you win with, one of your defender slots may only have three, four, five points as it is. So it's like, right. is it worth taking that uh, risk of getting a goose egg in the back and then just having a guy like Giovinco or Kai that goes for 30 or 40? Right, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the just the top page here of defenders for that slate on Saturday, and I'm looking at their fantasy points per game, the DraftKings lists. You have Tierney, 13, Awful, 9.5. After that, everyone's like between three and uh, the upper fives. I mean, that's like not a lot at all when you consider it, like, if you, if you go and save the $2,000 from them to some no-name defender that isn't going to play at all and you can buy up and get Kai or you can get Javinko um, it's definitely worth considering it's almost at the point where you know if you pay up more for a center back that you know you're basically just playing for a clean sheet and with the way we know MLS is God knows where the clean sheets are coming from you might as well save the 800 to even a thousand bucks and yeah just take the zero because you could pay you know, twenty nine, thirty one hundred for a center back, and they give up two goals, and you get you get nothing because they don't do anything else really. So yeah, maybe you should take the extra thousand, and you'll get your five points from five more Kai Kamara shots. Or take the extra two thousand and just go with Mark Bloom, right? Who I'm going to predict is going to be the highest owned player in <laughs> in the tournaments, at least by me. <laughs> JD's all in on Bloom. I guess so. Um, a, I am. Bloom. Mark, Mark Bloom's going to be my hero Saturday night. See you in a Bloom jersey after you win. That's right. 
Okay, well, I'll buy one if I win the biggest GPP. <laughs> it's you done. Be, yeah, you will have the first one probably ever made. Actually, his parents <laughs> probably have one. But... Uh, probably. They probably have a Javinko jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Tierney at seven basically takes you out of three high-priced either forwards or midfielders. But it seems like it's worth it. If you if you pay up on Tierney, is it worth paying paying up for another? You know, is it worth going Tierney and Awful? Uh, uh, usually not, just because the the funds availability, especially on this one, where you, when you're trying to get the Giovinco's and Camaros, it's gonna have to be either one of those guys. And uh, it's, I mean, for me, it's probably gonna be Awful over uh, Tierney on this slate. Mm-hmm. If you play Tierney, you have to play uh, New England's forward, their right. center forward, because Tierney is even just, if it's Davies. Yeah, even More if it's Davies, probably. because Tierney is just throwing so many crosses in there. I think he has it looks like six, eight, and nine credited to him in his last three games. Yeah. So that's where all his points are coming from. But if you're going to win a GPP, you need more than thirteen points from Chris Tierney. Like you need some assists or goals. Yeah. So you you have to get more than just the crosses if you're going to win a tournament with Tierney, even though he's getting a nice floor. So it's going to have to be a, a cross that connects with a um, one of the New England forwards or a free kick by Tierney. Okay. So who's the goalie you guys think gets the most points out of these six? I like, uh, I like Shuttleworth. I think he'll... If uh, especially if Montreal's already in, then I like him at five thousand. Is he the? No, he's not the highest price on the slate. No, Kanopka. Which he's like probably the last guy I'd pick on this entire. Yeah, that's slate. what I was thinking. Yeah, that's there's gonna be goals in that game. I'm staying away from Kanopka. <laughs> <laughs> I I will literally I don't know come up with if the listeners can pick a good wager for me. I I'll do something crazy if that's a zero zero shutout. <laughs> I will too. <laughs> Andrew, are you gonna jump in on this? Sure, why not? You know what'll happen is Bloom will get the start and then it'll be a clean sheet. <laughs> and you'll get your two thousand dollar clean sheet. Ah, uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, my favorite keeper is um I do like Shuttleworth a lot, but I like Jesse Gonzalez if RSL is eliminated from the playoffs. Even if they're not, Dallas's defense has been playing really, really well lately. So Gonzalez is probably my number one, but if I see RSL still has a shot to make the playoffs, Nick Raimondo is uh, the kind of guy that could really put the entire team on his shoulders and and save the game, get them a, a clean sheet, and hopefully a win. Um, Raimondo's not going to go quietly this season, that's for certain. He He's capable of like a 10-save performance. I like that. Did you guys hear that Klinsman was going to sub him in? For penalties, if it went to that with Mexico, until yeah, Bobby and Johnson ruined everything. Great plan. <laughs> let's let's save our sub in the 110th minute, just so we can put a keeper out there. Yeah, it's the Philly Union game plan right there. Yeah, exactly. Oh exactly. God. Yeah, let's base U.S. soccer off the Philadelphia <laughs> Union. <laughs> uh, um, anything more on that Saturday slate, gents? Um. How about Michael Berrios? We didn't talk about him at all, and he's $6,600. That's an awesome value. But I I feel like a lot of people are going to kind of either pay up for midfield or go uh, bottom of the barrel. But if you can uh, fit in like two mid-priced ones, Berrios and Justin Miram too is 6600 mm-hmm. So yeah. those are two really good values. And uh, maybe if you can kind of – cool it with the forwards and play two mid-priced forwards instead of the two high-priced, um, then that's that's where you're looking to gain an advantage over your opponents right. in the midfield. Yeah, I like those plays. I'll throw in Kellen Rowe, too, if he's going. He's been pretty decent getting off shots and a few extra stats here and there. Just He's 6,900, so he's right there with Berrios and, and Merrim. Um, so if he's starting, then I might try to squeeze him in. Yeah, and um, a Montreal winger could have a good game. Maybe Justin Mapp, Dilly Duca. Um, I don't know if Venegas or Piotti might play out on the wing. But um, 
if Montreal gets a goal, it's going to be on those fullbacks because they're pushing too high up the field. Mm-hmm. Um, they've a lot of times this season we've seen New England have pathetic defensive performances because their fullbacks were pushed up too high, and I I think they've kind of fixed it, but it it's still the tendency is going to be there, and Mon- Montreal could have some fun down the wing. Okay, I like it. Uh, let's move to Sunday then. We've got four games here. Uh, 2 o'clock Eastern, Chicago and D.C. 3 o'clock is Philly and the Red Bulls. 5 o'clock, Seattle-Houston. 7 o'clock, Portland-L.A. So we can just kind of hit this entire slate together. There are some huge prices if on this slate. I'm counting, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 players that are at least $9,000, which... Is quite a lot. Um, Bradley Wright Phillips leads the way at twelve two. Um, is he the play here for your top price player, or is it Robbie Keane at eleven five? JD. Um, it's probably if I have to pick between the two, it's probably Robbie Keane. Bradley Wright Phillips has not been that good lately. I think he has six six out of his last six games. He has one double digit. DraftKings performance. Yep. Uh, and I keep playing him, and he keeps like looking like he's gonna score every time I watch, and it's just it's a continuous disappointment. Um, <laughs> and then if Sean he... Wright Phillips. Scores and then Sean Wright, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, Sean Wright Phillips scores. Um, so I don't know. It's twelve thousand two hundred is just so much for when there's a lot of other good options out there. Um, but it is against Philadelphia, which really piques my interest always. Um, but Ro- Robbie Keane, they're going for the supporter shield still, so I kind of like Keno. Um, yeah, Skyler, New York's you... right there in this in the uh, supporter shield race too. So yeah, for sure. And yeah, a, they put and up an a, easier matchup. Yeah, but they put up a dud against Toronto already. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They might coast into the playoffs. Uh, L.A feels like they have some fire left in but I do love this Portland team and I think Portland might win this weekend. Oh. If I had to pick between one or the other winning and not a draw, I'd favor Portland. Hmm. Yeah, I think they New looked York's awesome. really good matchup. Yeah, at LA, Portland looked awesome last night. They couldn't miss a pass. They were connecting everything. They looked very dangerous. I wouldn't even say RSL played that poorly. It's just Portland played that well. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm leaning towards uh, BWP over Keene, just because Portland seems like their backs are against the wall and they're actually stepping it up this time of year, whereas uh, New York's playing Philly, who it's you know we picked on them all year. It's Philadelphia, and New York has a chance at home to. I don't know if they they won't clinch the supporter shield with this win, but it'll get them pretty close. So. I don't know. It's like you said, JD. I'd keep rolling BWP out, kind of just knowing what he's capable of, and he's been a huge letdown lately. But I'm going to be playing him again on the Sunday slate. Do you guys um, think that the Seattle guys are in that range or no? I mean, they're obviously in that range price wise, but um, when you look at the you know the most expensive guy you're going to play, does do Martins and Dempsey fit into that conversation? At Houston, definitely. For me. Yeah, o- Obafemi Martins for me especially. Yeah, Dempsey seems like a shell of himself. Since <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Um, back in Texas though, back in his home state. That's right. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what about Giovanni Dos Santos, who's kind of the anti uh, Mondo goal here because he's so dirt cheap on Mondo goal, you have to play him, and he's. Is he prohibitively expensive at ten thousand on DraftKings? I I'm not sure he's gonna play. I know he's oh, okay. he's, he's been hurt a for a bit while. Of a knock, right? Um, yeah, I think he's listed as questionable. Um, if he plays, I'd consider him, but I I think I'd rather just go um, with someone around him. That's I mean, he would just purely be a differential play. He's not someone I'm going to right away. Right. Yeah, I'd probably stay away from him completely at that price point Dempsey's only a few hundred more and yeah he's not uh he's not looking 
as sharp as we've seen him play, but he's still getting off shots and, and racking up points. I don't think Dos Santos has been doing much of anything, so that's probably who I'd go with of those two if, if it's between them. Well, Dos Santos, $200 cheaper than Dos Santos is Fabian Espindola. Yes, all it's of the, the Espindola. Yeah, they, <laughs> that answers my question then. <laughs> I mean, if, in terms of value, I might take Espindola over everybody on this slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Espindola. Once again, I mean, he showed us what he's capable of last time he was on the field, 27 points. Wait a second, though. He was playing NYCFC. <laughs> He's playing the fire. This He's playing game. Chicago this weekend. <laughs> Pretty much the same, yes. So is he the? I mean, so dollar for dollar, you guys think that's that's the play, the Spindola? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. He's one of my favorite plays on the board just because of his price point mm-hmm. compared to some of the other guys. And I'm probably going to be trying to to mix him in with some of the high price guys if I can. Well, speaking of high price guys, one midfielder that's only 100 bucks less than him is Sasha Kletchton, who is at a season-high 9,700. Um, you talked about how much you like that Red Bulls matchup, Skyler, and how much we've been disappointed with BWP. So is Kletchton the call here? Yeah, I'm going to have some exposure to Kletchton. He's um, seems like he's performed a lot better at home for whatever reason. Um, I... Of course, uh, probably hang too much on some of these stats, but he's had like something crazy, like eight games in a row at Red Bull Arena where he's had at least a goal or an assist. Mm-hmm. I think so you think how far back that is. I mean, it's been several months since he hasn't had at least a goal or an assist and got probably the easiest matchup on the board, maybe uh, other than D.C. United with Chicago. But I like him to at least score a goal or have an assist this game, maybe mm-hmm. more. And I think he's going to pay off the 9700 JD, do you like that or no? Um, I don't mind it, but I really prefer Lloyd Sam for $900 less. Mm-hmm. He's also coming back from Ghana national team. Um, and the the Philadelphia Union are very exploitable uh, on everywhere. the wing. Oh, right. <laughs> well, yes, everywhere, but especially on the wing. And Lloyd Sam is extremely dangerous on the wing. That You could visibly see the Red Bulls last night. Without Lloyd Sam, they were missing like a key element. It, it, Lloyd Sam brings a lot of things together with both his speed and ability to kind of cut inside and be dangerous. Um, he's a very underrated player, but I'd much rather have him because I think his ceiling's higher than Kleshton's. Mm, Kleshton okay. has, a, has a great floor, but... If I'm trying to win a tournament, I'm going to go Lloyd Sam. Hmm, okay. Um, Maidana's been, speaking of shells, at least crossing-wise, hasn't really done it much lately. So I feel like at 8,900, playing at the Red Bulls, that's a stay away from me. Do you guys think you'll have him in a lineup or two? Probably not. I'm kind of with you. He's just not the same player he was earlier in the season. So at that price... Along with the other guys, I'm going to be trying to squeeze in, then I'm probably avoiding them. Yeah. I agree. So, squeezing players in, who are the cheap ones that you guys are looking at to to allow that from any of the four games, really? Um, One guy that kind of jumps out at me is, uh, and I feel funny saying this, but Harry Shipp actually uh, is a guy that he played as a forward the last game for uh, for the fire, and he scored a goal, had an assist. Um, they've got a new coach there, so maybe he's trying new things before the end of the season. And Ship has always been a guy that I think JD and, and I have both always said has got the potential. He's just he hasn't really had a chance to do much this season. And maybe he'll maybe these last couple of games and he'll get the chance. And at sixty five hundred, um, I'm probably gonna throw a few lineups out there with him in there. So. I like him. Hmm. JD? Uh, yeah, I don't mind that one at all. I think Ship had a probably one of his stronger games of the season last time out. Um, he's still uh, just – the ceiling just doesn't seem to be there. He's still not getting off a ton of shots, and it's – I don't know. It's Chicago. They're at D.C. United, which I'm going to have a lot of Bill Hamid this week. Um, 
So ships on my radar, but I don't think I'm going to be heavily invested in that same area as Darlington Nagby, who looked awesome last night, Marco Papa, um, and even Tranquilo Barnetta, as much as we hate on the Union. He, he could have a pretty good game as well to finish the season out. Um, some guys that are even cheaper that I'm looking at are Nick DeLeon for 4500 um, You know, playing Chicago, they're not very good. DeLeon always seems to get a couple shots off a game, and if he gets one of those in, I mean, he's already easily made value for you. So he's a guy I always look to when I want a, a cheap midfield kind of tournament play. Um, and Eric Freiberg is 3900 so I like him on the road in Houston a little bit as well. Oh, that's cheap. Yeah, he like has been stuck there. They refuse to bump him up even when he has a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like in that price range, I like Rod Wallace. He's got a tough matchup against the Galaxy, but he was really pretty active last night in the attack. He was almost just kind of playing as a uh, winger, as a third forward for Portland. He was, like they were, they were going all out attack. He was really active, but he was terrible. <laughs> He's still, Which, I mean, uh, still racked up eight DraftKings points. No, so I mean, 4, you're, you're right. So if he gets a little bit better, I mean, it's a great play. But I haven't seen anything talent-wise that, that makes me love him this weekend against the Galaxy. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. Might be uh, if, you, if that's all the cash you have left and you're choosing from 4,700 and under, then, uh, yeah, definitely think De Leon's a good shout. Um He's kind of right there, I guess, like you said, with Wallace. He hasn't really done much for me, so I might give Wallace a little bit of an edge. That's fair. So I haven't heard any uh, Houston names. That's because they're the most boring team in the league. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking uh, Giles Barnes is kind of like a, you know, one of those sneaky guys right under the top tier of forwards, yeah. 8,500. If everyone's going in that range, it's going to be a Calm for 300 less or Zardis for 500 less, um, or you're going to be paying up higher. So Giles Barnes is going to be a guy that virtually nobody owns, but he definitely has that kind of DraftKings tournament winning potential. Well, you guys also yeah. hinted that Portland might put up a fight. Is it worth the 9000 for Fernando Adi? Yeah, I think every week I say I like Fernando Adi, and then half those weeks he doesn't start. <laughs> but but the ones he does, he's a beast. I don't know why he doesn't play every minute of every game. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the best forward they've got. That's baffling why he doesn't. Like he's up. He could probably have as good of a season as some of the Golden Boot front runners if he got as much playing time as those guys did. Mm-hmm. He is right up there in expected goals per minute. So you're right. Um, so can you can you win a GPP here without BWP Keen or Obafemi Martins? Yeah, I think so because there's a lot of great options uh, in the the low to or not low, um, kind of high to mid price right underneath them. Yeah, so, there's yeah. so many good options. I mean, in the seven to six thousand dollar range, you have a guy like Igbon Anike for sixty five hundred who has shown us he's capable of multi-goal games lucas milano is a good pivot off of Audi's playing on the wing looks really strong for portland um sabario could have a multi-goal game cj sapong always finds a way to prove me wrong <laughs> um yeah i mean about gilberto he's been i think he's actually been filling in for iguan and nike and he's been given the opportunity to produce and he's been doing it yeah, so 7500 yeah, he's seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! <laughs> he's I mean, getting a lot. He's getting a ton of run right now too. Like it's almost like Chicago's new coach is just like we're gonna go all in on Gilberto Joe Joe next season. And he's <laughs> he's getting the look. So Toronto cast him away so they could have Altidore on the bench. That's right. Um, <laughs> and then thrown off the bench. Right. <laughs> Who else did I? Oh, Cubo Torres is still only five hundred, and he's been. <laughs> miserably disappointing but if there was ever a game for him to break out it's it's this one as houston season is kind of just trailing off yeah we got to get at least one cubo goal we got to see the robot at least once before the end of the season <laughs> well he has gotten a goal right or no no oh, okay 
I don't nah, think he has. I, he has you, I think you're right. Wow. That's so disappointing. I was hyping him all <laughs> season until he came. And then when he came. He's honestly, listeners, he's been in my DraftKings article like half the weeks since he came to <laughs> It's just a copy and paste now. If Cubo <laughs> finally gets gets in the lineup. I feel Dude, terrible. I can't I can't blame you though. That five thousand dollars it's just it's too good to be true almost. And he doesn't look bad when he plays. It's just he's not he's just like a step behind, I don't know. And the the visions of him last year just dominating are tough to forget. Mm. Yeah. So who's the goalkeeper play for this four game slate? JD, you mentioned Bill Hamid, although I also heard Harry Ship and Igbonanike's name, but well, I like Bill Hamid the most, that's for sure. And then okay. Robles, Robles would be my second. And if you're talking like straight cash game plays, yep. those are my two. Okay. Skyler? Yeah, I agree with JD. If you're going for just automatic wins, I'd say maybe new, maybe Robles. Slight, uh, slight lean towards Robles over Hamid, but Hamid's right there with him. I think both teams get the job done at home. Then after that, um, man, you gotta kind of you gotta consider. Uh, Corrasse, he's yes. only 4,100, 4, yeah. and I just was kind of blind to him last night. I was almost all in on on uh, Ramondo. Um, sprinkled some Jesse Gonzalez in there, but I just that was another kind of wake up call this time of year. You really just can't uh, hone in too much on one goalkeeper. So at forty one hundred, it's definitely worth a shot in a GPP. So you think he's the better play than Blake? Yes, I do. I think uh, I just I feel like New York's gonna dominate that game, and I think Portland actually has a shot to hold LA to low scoring game, maybe even a like one one draw or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I love I love Porosi in a tournament because I like I said I think Portland's gonna win at least draw. And um, he's going to face a lot of shots still. It's still L.A., so yeah. um, he has a ton of upside. Uh, the Instead of Andre Blake, though, if you even wanted to go cheaper, Sean Johnson's 3,500. <laughs> and I, D.C. United, like, other than a Spindola, they just have a bunch of average attacking guys. Like, they don't have anyone else that's awesome or even uh, above average. Isn't it Bush who's starting, though? Isn't Johnson? Yeah, I think Sean John's out. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So came Bush down is at, kind of season ending yeah, injury. That's what I thought. But Bush is still pretty I mean okay, Bush is actually well, more than Quara say. you are right. I completely forgot about <laughs> that. Uh Bush is a little too expensive against DC <laughs> for my taste, so you can ignore that. So no talk yeah, about Derek or Fry. Yeah, I was just gonna say a bump up from Bush. Fry is worth a shot for sure. He's yeah. been solid all season and Seattle needs it. They need it more than Houston. I think Houston's already out, so um, Fry will probably be in a few of my lineups. Uh, Houston is effectively out. Effectively I don't out. think they're mathematically out. That is they're correct. They're six points back with two games to go. Yeah, and if the Quakes win, though, then that might... I don't know. I don't know if that would rule them out. They are out with a loss or draw on Sunday to Seattle and... I'm sorry, or a Portland win or tie. Yeah, all Seattle or Portland need are one point, and then right. Houston's... Then Houston cannot get above the red line. Can we stop mentioning the red line? <laughs> the coveted red line. I can't do it anymore. I'll, I'm going to use it for everything from now on. Guys, check out my Twitter profile after this gay uh, podcast, <laughs> and I'll have, I'll have a tweet pinned with the greatest MLSsoccer.com article of all time. <laughs> Entitled, What is the Red Line? Everybody in MLS is talking about. We certainly are. <laughs> they, were, they were absolutely right. Yeah, um, the, that red line. All right. We'll have to come up with some sort of fantasy red line uh, <laughs> that just takes over. All right, gents, that's all I got from this weekend. Uh, feels like we haven't spoken in about a month and a half. It's probably been at least two or three weeks, though. It's good yeah. to be back. Yeah, although we only have uh, one week after this, which is just crazy because, I don't know, sometimes seasons take forever, and I feel like this one has absolutely flown by. 
But still got the playoffs. Yep, that's a good point. Good point. So maybe <laughs> we'll keep this going throughout that, uh, depending on what the DFS slates are. But uh, yeah, guys, thank you very much for all of that, and best of luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck, guys. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.